This episode of CougarCast is brought to you by Waveform Sleep. WaveformSleep.com is the place to get your accessories for the perfect bedroom. Right now, they're having a warehouse sale on their power bases. They have adjustable power bases in their warehouse that have been priced to move. So, if you've ever thought about having an adjustable power base, today is the day to go take a look at that. They have twin XL, queen size, and king size. And they're leaving that warehouse, and they're going straight to your bedroom. Upgrade your bedroom today. Listen, I have an adjustable power base in my house. I love the different settings that you can use on it. I love the TV reading mode. That's the one that gets the most use. No more awkward head into the headboard while we're binge watching, and then I feel sore and uncomfortable. No more. Get rid of that. Just lean that baby up. Grandma, I feel like my grandma and grandpa have been holding out on me this whole time. They never told me about how nice it is to have an adjustable power base. I've had one. It's been a game changer. Uh, Zero snore. That's been a game changer for the old wife. A zero G mode. Lots of great features. A light that lights up under the bed. Also works on top of box springs and fits nice inside of almost any bed set out there. So if you've ever thought about getting an adjustable power base, go check out waveformsleep.com and put in at checkout offer code CougarCast. You'll get 20% off. Free shipping. CougarCast at checkout, 20% off. And then you've got the great warehouse sale prices. If you've ever wanted one, really, this is the best opportunity to do it. So CougarCast at checkout, all caps, CougarCast, no space, C-O-U-G-A-R-C-A-S-T, and thanks to Waveform Sleep. And now, the Cougars have started the season blistering hot. They've looked great on both sides of the ball. Tonight, they play. Greetings! My name is Keith Schertz, and this is CougarCast. We're going to hit you with a quick one here today to talk a little bit about the BYU Cougars versus the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. The Cougars have started the season absolutely perfectly. Uh, (laughs) You know, look, small sample size here, but it's a good news when you're first in passing defense uh, eighth in rush defense, okay. <laughs> eighth in pass offense, and ninth in rush offense. You're second in scoring defense and second in scoring offense. I'd say that's a pretty good, strong, solid start, okay. Zach Wilson, over 300 yards passing a game, 80% completion, 13.9 yards per attempt. It has been absolute 
smooth sailing for the Cougars early in the season with their schedule. They welcome the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, who are also 2-0. They're headed up by Skip Holtz. Um, here's Louisiana Tech's season so far. 31-30 victory over Southern Mississippi. They went on the road for that. I don't know what road home might mean other than you had to travel. Uh, one point win, though, over the Southern Mississippi. Gave up 30 points. They played Houston Baptist. And a FCS opponent, they were 66-38 final score. So Louisiana Tech moving the football, scoring lots of points in their first two games. Bad news is they're also giving up a lot of points. Cougar offense, if they can continue with the pattern, should be able to continue to score points. Here's the biggest difference that I'm seeing <laughs> with the BYU offense early on. Now, who knows how much of it is is uh, the schedule they've had to play? Uh, probably a lot. Probably a lot. But I'll tell you this. It's one thing to be on the season 14 trips to the red zone with 12 touchdowns, or excuse me, 12 scores. But the two times they didn't get in, it's because they kneeled the ball out at the end of the game <laughs> to uh, be classy at the goal line. Otherwise, they would have scored. Um, so really, it's 100% of their red zone trips they're scoring. Of the 12 where they did decide to go ahead and score, they've had a touchdown on 9 out of the 12 opportunities. So when they're getting close, they're putting it in the end zone. They're getting four extra points instead of the three points. That's a great way to rack up the score. And when you get a lead, it changes the way the other team has to play. It changes what they have to do. And it's been enormous. To me, this game is not necessarily much about the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. This feels like an old school Mountain West Conference schedule type thing. They used to say trap games, things like that. It's only a trap game, only a trap game, if you allow yourself Okay, to uh, be inconsistent. And I have lovingly called Kalani Satake the Kalani Coaster. With him, you never know what's going to come week in, week out. The one thing I will say is it's a whole lot easier to win when you have an offense that scores points. The defense has always been able to manage and keep points off the board. I expect Louisiana Tech to score a little bit more than the previous two opponents. But I do think that it really helps the defense to not have to play with as much pressure. If you have a lead, you can blitz more. You can take more opportunities uh, defensively. And we've seen the results of that. I think that it's amazing that we have two running backs that are gaining over seven yards a carry. This has led to, in the, previ in the previous contest... The, the Cougars, their play action was really was the thing that was opening up so much of the pass game. Why were so many receivers so wide open? Because the play action was absolutely devastating. When you're gaining seven yards a carry, your play action should be absolutely devastating. So once again, they're going to have to get in there. Tyler Algier 
and uh, Lopini Katoa are going to need to get in there, run the football, and have some success running the football early. Offensive line has done their job this year. They're running the football really well, and that opens up the passing game. It's so much easier to throw the football to open targets. And that sounds like I'm taking things away from Zach Wilson, but no, that's just what a high-functioning offense should look like. You stack from the bottom up. Bill Belichick, when he was boring and he was on uh, versus Navy, if you could get past his boring interview voice, okay, Belichick gave the nugget. The whole thing starts with running the football. If you can't run, you can't pass, right? So uh, unless unless you're Mike Leach, but that's a whole other conversation. So th- the point is, is, is that if you can get a good running game going, you will also get a good passing game going. Okay. <laughs> and and I, it's, it's that simple. It, it changes everything for a defense when you are suddenly, you know, one-on-one in your coverage. And then beyond that, people are cheating and biting on the play fake because you're giving up seven yards a run. So uh, again, Katoa, Algier, They've been enormous, will be enormous, and uh, will will continue to see BYU's offense and Zach Wilson hum along as they hum along. So again, it you know they say it all starts with up front. It does set the pace, run the football, open up the holes. Seven yards a carry by two different guys who are splitting the carries. It's just there's nothing really between Katoa and Algier when they run, and so it's um. It's been something very interesting to kind of observe and, and and take part of. Zach Wilson is really, really, really benefiting off of play action, and that's awesome. We we love it. We love to see him nail all those passes and really be successful when he gets the opportunity. Thirteen point nine yards per attempt through two games is <laughs> outrageous. It's huge. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the only one who has a better. Yards per attempt, he's at 14 yards per attempt on the season. Look, if the numbers stay up there, if Zach Wilson is 13.9 yards per attempt, the Cougars are going to go undefeated. If he can continue to produce like that, the Cougars are going to be an undefeated football team this season. Um, So he's playing terrific. The receivers are doing their job. They're getting open. They're catching the football, and they're going to work. Um, so kudos. The other thing is, is I don't know if you've noticed and maybe it's been because of who they've played, but they have taken out a lot of the RPO looks. This has been that straightforward Baylor Romney offense and they're letting Zach Wilson run it and look bang, bang. They're not looking to Zach Wilson to be the big playmaker. They are playing as a unit and they are moving the football. I think it is a tremendous development, and every single time I saw safeties come forward on play action or corners diving on their man-to-man coverage coming inside because they thought it was handed off, it's just that, first of all, kudos on the fake by Zach Wilson, and then secondly, it's just because they're dominating running the football. Defensively, look, um, their plan and what they had together for Navy – was uh, outstanding. I felt that what they did right away in the first quarter 
when Kyrus Tonga got in there and he had two plays back to back where he sacked the quarterback. He just they tried to block block him one on one. They let their their center go to work on him. It did not work. He went ahead and did his thing, got to the backfield, and the next thing you know, they're now having to committing two blockers, and he's disruptive there. And they had some where they decided to chip, you know, the the running back into Kairos Tonga with two blockers on him. So when those things are happening, when you send three and you have six blockers, okay, <laughs> with the running back included, six blockers, then at that point, you usually have two on two, right? But Tonga was commanding three when he was in there. And then, uh, you know, the defensive ends were getting home because the coverage was good, the time was good. But then they were, were occasionally, if they didn't have the running back block, now you're looking at a case where, where maybe you had two or three, but somewhere on the line of scrimmage, you were getting a one versus one. And uh, the defensive ends were doing their work, man. They were getting home. So, look, as always, it's the goal when you play drop eight to have those three be disruptive. And when they are, and when when the three can be disruptive, boy, boy, it's hard to do much of anything. Anything. If you have three defensive linemen just destroying at the point of attack. So it's been tremendous to kind of see. And, and Kairos Tonga changed, changed the entire complexion of that contest with those two. It changed their game plan. They saw him on tape. They thought they could handle him a certain way. They had to change everything, and it ended up breaking their offense. I suspect Louisiana Tech will not gamble like that they will commit to from the beginning they will not look to their center to try to handle their business there and i i I would suspect that those lessons would be learned um louisiana tech offensively is pretty dynamic pretty interesting group on the offensive side of the ball uh their quarterback anthony luke anthony has been really effective this year okay 9.1 yards per attempt. He's completing 60% of his passes, eight touchdown passes, one interception. This team likes to throw the football. They're going to throw the football a lot. Their running backs are nothing to uh, take for granted either. Uh, Justin Henderson, Israel Tucker, they have both gained over five yards a carry. Tucker is the one that, for me, seems scarier. In my mind, when I uh, when I when I caught just a little bit of what they do, uh, Israel Tucker is the running back for me that I think is a, a little bit trickier to handle. And then if they're gonna get killed on big plays downfield, they're gonna have to watch out for Adrian Hardy. Um, he's a he's a speedster. He he's a he's a re- he's a good wide receiver. Uh, they're going to have to manage him and handle him. He's gaining 16.4 yards uh, per reception this year. So uh, the other part of this is, I'm sorry, but but Louisiana Tech's defense is not good. <laughs> they're, they're just not, a, they're not an effective group. I, I don't respect what they do uh, defensively. And so I, I, I wouldn't worry much about handling uh the defense of Louisiana tech. The question is, is can the BYU defense continue to dictate everything that's going on? Obviously Chaz IU out for the year. Um, what are they going to do 
to try to continue to manage it. And the good news is there's a lot of depth uh, for the BYU defense at linebacker and in those spots. And so they should be okay against teams like Louisiana Tech. They should be able to hold their own later in the season when they get their cracks at at San Diego State and and Boise State. We'll see. We'll see what this defense looks like in those scenarios. Um, but Louisiana Tech's offense, if they can if they can get home with three on Louisiana Tech, if you can own all the real estate on the field with your eight players and then have three guys make the quarterback run out of time in the pocket and have it collapse on it, I mean, that you're toast. And so. It was great to see pressure get applied. And I'm telling you, the other the other thing that happens here is that when Cougar, the Cougars' offense is working and they get a lead, it opens up the defense to play a little bit more aggressively, to call a few more blitzes, and it allows Elisa Tuiaki the leverage to be able to uh, feel empowered to, to call more exotic blitz packages in more unusual places. And that just does more to confuse and and make life harder on the offense uh, for your opponent, and so it, it's been it's been interesting to watch it all feed, but it's all it all stacks right. The whole thing stacks. Uh, defensive line has been really really strong in the first two outings, and that has set the table for everything else that's happened defensively for the Cougars. And on the offensive side, the offensive line has been really great and has allowed the run game to get out and establish itself. And then the run game has created play action pass opportunities for the Cougars. And we're killing, killing our opponents with play action to the tune of 13.9 yards per attempt. So a lot of you listen to me. You've listened to me for a while. Things have been dark around BYU football for a long time. Uh, Yes, our opponents are not a high-caliber, high-quality opponent. Uh, We haven't played the strongest strength of schedule. And it will be interesting to see the Cougars later in the season against Boise State. But, but, it just feels different. When when you're throwing for 13.9 yards per attempt, I don't care who your opponent is, that is an incredible number. And when you are scoring 103 points and holding your opponents to 10 points over two games, that's also an incredible number. And when the virus is the only thing that has defeated you, and the fact that they lost, I mean, honestly, in some ways you should say they're 2-1 and because they, they did lose that game. <laughs> they didn't get to play it. It wasn't Army's fault. You know, in some ways it should be a, uh, a forfeit in some way. But anyway... Maybe, maybe not. They say they're going to make it up, but that doesn't sound like that's going to happen. So um, we'll leave it there. Appreciate this team. I think it just looks a little bit different. It looks like they have something. It really does. And um, who knows Who knows what COVID is doing to all the different programs across America. But the one thing that I'm taking from this is it sure looks like the Cougars have found ways to improve their game and to play better. And I think most of that, most of that has to do with the construction of the offense and what Jeff Grimes is doing. I haven't brought up his name, but he has really changed a lot about this team 
this season. So let's see what we have tonight when we take on the Bulldogs. We'll see how it feels again tonight. I expect, I expect now that the Cougars will perform. They need to keep their edge, their level of performance nice and high and bring it and bring it. They're not on huge amount of rest. They've just got seven, six days on this one. So it'll be interesting to see if that impacts the Cougars much at all. But I do think this. This should be an easy game for BYU. So we'll check it out tonight. We're excited to see the Cougars play tonight. And uh, apologize for getting this one out pretty late, pretty tight to the game. But I will say this. It's been a lot of fun to have football back in our lives. It's been interesting to watch them play. I'm grateful uh, that they get to play. And uh, I hope each and every one of you out there is still continuing to do everything you can to help us get through this thing so that we don't have to table. I don't know what this means, but it's fun. It's fun to watch and play. I don't know what any of it means. I don't know how good we actually are because the stupid virus. So do your part. Wear your mask, social distance, when you, all that stuff. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Fine. All right. I don't need to be that. But listen, I want it. I want to know if we're actually good or not, and I can't because of the stupid virus. Ah! Either way, hopefully we see them cruise control against Louisiana Tech to make me continue to imagine what we are. Take care of yourself out there, and go Cougars.